1: Alright, welcome back to the boys at 161st Street, episode 173. Today is November 4th, 2021. The season has officially ended. If you're wondering what happened last episode, or last week's episode, uh, nothing happened because we didn't have an episode, because we didn't really want to talk about the only thing... Because the only thing that really happened that time was the Guardi and Cole beef, and that wasn't necessarily the most pressing news. So... With that being said, we have a pretty loaded show for you today since we haven't talked to any of you wonderful listeners in two weeks. But uh, yeah, before we get into that, how are we doing, fellas? The season's officially ended, and uh, the Braves. The Braves were able to get it done and be be the team we needed them to be. That was the, like of all the teams remaining, we had such a shitty. Like, we had nothing to root for other than the Braves, and the Braves got it done. So I mean, kind of cool the... thing
2: about the Braves. If you look back to like June. When we had Colin on the show, he told us to take the Braves at twenty-six to one to win yeah. the NL pennant. Kinda yeah, neat.
1: did you see they also had a point three chance, 0.3 percent chance to win at whatever date it was. Also, it's probably around that time, honestly. It was that he
2: August first, they had like I think it was fifty to one odds or something ridiculous like that.
1: Yeah, wild. Good for them. It's, it's just, honestly, it's just the craziest thing to me that they won. And this is obvious, they won without Ronald Acuna, it's just still baffling to me. That's going to be something that, I mean, we, were t- we talked all throughout the year about if we were to end up to win a, a World Series, just having these things on, you know, like the-, the World Series tape, that would be something that is a pretty fucking cool thing to have on the World Series tape. Like, I- I'm excited to watch that World Series that world series tape
2: of like judge going down and then replacing him with fucking jorge soler yeah playing a world series
1: yeah anyway how we doing i'm okay murph you good
3: yeah doing well um sorry i had a little
2: technical difficulty but we're back
1: uh doing well yeah
2: i'm gonna be a lot better if marcel can help me out on saturday
1: yeah, so we announced to the to the faithful that Chandler was moving to the city. That still hasn't happened yet. He's been cucked out of multiple apartments along his journey. Hopefully he'll be here soon. He's got to be here soon for his next job that he's starting up. Because um, contrary to popular belief, we don't do this full time. It's <laughs> We don't get paid, so that's cool. Um, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the Yankees. So, honestly, we were going to open up with a little bit of the Cole Gardner beef. And, you know, why don't we just start opening up with that, briefly touch on that. Because I wanted to talk about, obviously, the news today is that Gardy Uh, his, his option wasn't picked up. Was it, was that the exact thing that happened? So I don't really,
2: he didn't pick up his player op. I think they had a mutual option and both of them declined. Maybe I think that that sounds right. I've seen that both declined. So I'm assuming that's what happened.
1: Regardless. He's a free agent. Darren O'Day is a free agent. Um, that's sad. Do we think quick immediate reaction to that? Do you, what do you think that means?
2: I think that that means they're just cutting ties so they can sign him back to a long-term deal for cheaper, ten years, ten million. <laughs> like so what do we Gardner. actually think that means? <laughs> if I if I had to guess, actually, I mean logically, I think he'd be gone. But I still just I don't think I don't think that he's done until he officially announces a retirement.
4: That's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like it's not. They didn't make enough of a big deal about it. They didn't make enough of a deal about it for not renewing the or like uh, not the uh, the opt-in, just because like he's just he's the most tenured Yankee on the team. There's storylines about him coming back in situations like this. They would have made a bigger deal about it if he was actually gonna just gonna retire. Like I just don't see a world where that that's the end of it. And that's that's when we stop talking about it. I guarantee you, we're going to be talking about his contract again in a few weeks. I'm very confident about that.
2: In like February, and we're just going to be maybe there's an explosive off season if there even is a season next year, and everybody's all excited. You know, they had that report come out that the Yankees were going to be big spenders, and then yeah, we haven't talked about that since
1: since that report came out. A lot has happened in the last two weeks, contrary to popular belief. But, uh, yeah, Yankees are planned to be big spenders, according to who was that that said that? Uh, I don't know. He was it was, he was a baseball a reporter. reporter. So credible. <laughs> Some, a credible source. Somebody said it who wasn't a, a, a Twitter account by the name of, like, Hoodie something. So, um, that that's good news, obviously. We want that to happen, and we expected that, you know, if you don't do that, what are you really doing? You just you have one of the most embarrassing seasons to date, and you're not going to spend money. Huh? Jim, Jim Bowden, Bowden, Bowden he was, he's a Bowden. former former um, GM of a team, so that's cool. I like seeing that. Uh, Murph, thoughts on this? Do you, Murph, do you want Gardner back? Regardless of what you think this means, do you think it would be beneficial to have Gardner back? He yeah, did, he hard- did, he did win the uh, the Silver Fox Award.
3: Yeah, it's hard to say no to that because no, it's not. <laughs> for what we pay for him, like we're not really paying him very much, and he's. I feel like. This year, especially, he played way above what we were paying him, and you can always use a guy like that.
2: No, we didn't. You could did. You can always use a like guy 2-11. who's going to be a who's
3: going to
4: sign on as a fourth outfielder and then become your starting center fielder for 145
3: that, games. That's what I mean. Like, put aside what his stats were. Like he he no. played a serviceable outfield.
2: I'm not going to put aside a guy's stats. That's like the whole way we measure him. Obviously, the leadership didn't work. We fucking barely made the playoffs. At 500, and we lost
1: the leadership. I mean, do this is probably a good segue to talk about the Cole versus Gardner situation. Like, first of all, let I'll just address it. Elephant in the room: Cole was being a bitch, like 100. Cole was being the biggest pussy about it. He, oh yeah, this is what Gardner does. And honestly, the fact that Cole got mad is more concerning to me about Cole's presence in the locker room than Gardner's. Gardner's because Guardy has done this. He does this with everybody. We always see the videos of him with Clint ripping his fuck, or Tyler Wade and Clint, and he would rip Tyler Wade's sleeves off or whatever. He's like, oh, the sleeve monster gets you, and then he ripped off his sleeves, and then he steals Clint's, like, last face mask or something. Like, he does this shit. That's, what he, that's why people like Gardner in the locker room. It's probably why people hate him on outside of the Yankees' locker room, but I don't know. For Cole to do that, I think it's more of a concern for Cole than, than it is for Gardner.
2: No, I agree, but also at the same time, that's just not a very good i mean you guys are already not doing well and no i and i totally agree that cole's being a giant bitch about it but like you know maybe just have like a little bit of feel that he's just got rocked like four straight starts without spider tech i don't
4: yeah but like stuff like that i mean like i don't know no one really knows dynamics in the locker room from looking from the outside in but I'm sure doing like funny shit like that sometimes loosens the loosens it up a little bit and maybe loosens helps the him, goose a little bit. Yeah, helps them get back on track. You never know. And and Gardner knows better than anybody else what
1: a Yankee locker room needs sometimes, you know. Um so Yeah, maybe that's what he thought that's what the Yankees needed at the time is like a little lighthearted humor in a in a sticky <laughs> sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one! Oh, good one, Luke. That, I didn't even plan for that, but uh, <laughs> Murph, Murph, Murph with the delayed fuse on that one—he didn't get it at first. But no, no,
3: he... I got it. I just thought about it more. Like <laughs> I, I, right. I like smiled at first, and then was it was funnier
1: like, because it wasn't planned? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool.
3: It always right. is. Yeah.
1: Next it, time I'll tee it up for myself. I'll do it again. I'll ruin it. Nah, I'll run it into the ground like I do with most things. But yeah, yeah. Be. I, I don't think I don't even know where I was starting with that. Oh no! I just think that's what he did on purpose because he he wanted to clear the air and make fun of it. Obviously, he didn't think Cole would react to that. And, I mean, this is the last I think we're going to talk about this. I just think Cole was being a bitch. That's the moral of the story. What do you think, Murph?
2: I'd say Cole's being a bitch, and it's probably being blown way out of proportion. It probably was not like that big of a fight.
1: Yeah, I feel like people were trying to almost spin it as that was the demise of the Yankees this year. Like, oh, locker room issues were the reason why the Yankees were bad. It's like, no, we were just bad. I mean, here's the thing.
4: If it, if it was an, a big story, then we would have heard about it when it happened. But the, because we heard about it months later, that's just, that just means that it doesn't really matter. But they're just bringing it up now because there's nothing else to talk about.
3: All I know so is just that bring it up. we get rid of locker room guy Luis Sessa, and all of a sudden <laughs> the clubhouse has rumors of turmoil just Fuck Sam. you. He's
2: got a point. That happened way before Dang, Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa has nothing to do with anything uh, good on that team. Hey, Luis Sessa
1: was basically a Cy Young since he left, so I'm Murph sick might of have a point here.
3: I'm sick of the Sessa slander. I don't care that he's gone.
1: It's never going to happen. It probably will still happen. I was going to say it's never going to happen again because he's not on the Yankees, but it's probably going to continue to happen because no, Chad on this podcast.
3: I, I don't know about Guardy. Now that he doesn't get his option, I don't think he's going to come back, but if we can get him back again for less money than we normally did.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I am a big Guardi hater. Hand in the air. I don't think it would. I don't think it would be a bad thing to bring him back.
2: I just the way the way here's why. Can you
1: can I explain myself? Yes. Because I have I have ragged on Guardi in the past, because like for good reason. He did bat two eleven. He did have like not a great year. He played a lot of games. He played like 140 games this year won the silver fox award highly coveted award that's probably up in his trophy case considering he's made one all-star team in his entire career but <laughs> I think it would make a lot of sense for him to be on this team because I'm pretty sure his contract was in like the 10 million range for one year which is that's that's more than I thought we should have paid him to begin with but considering how much we paid for an outfielder like that I could see Murphy's looking up his contract for the year I think it was, was 12 say, million
3: I, it was not even close it was I one it was, million. was like five. You sure? It was one point eight five. Yeah, not even. And was close. it was it
1: the year before that they gave him twelve million as a currency? Yeah. Courtesy? So, yeah I so, remember they gave him a okay, so they had a different one year contract the year before, right?
3: Yeah, because they weren't gonna bring him back next year. And he took like the team most team friendly of team friendly deals to come back. And that's why I'm so confused that we're not okay with paying a guy like oh, that. Oh, of one. course. Because if that's hundred and twenty
2: two games, you're not gonna get no, any well. Here's for that what price. I'm pissed off about. It has nothing to do with the money. You've got a farm system loaded down with center field talent and you're just going to let him sit there and fucking rot and not give him a shot. Like Florial has come up and he's been at least okay. He's done better than Gardner has. You're not Greg Allen. I mean, as much as we love him and joke about him, Brandon, like Brandon Lockridge, he's a good fucking player
1: working out with judge. 20, the pod. 20, 20,
2: 2019. He made 7.5 million. That was okay, prorated. I don't care no, about no, the no, money. that. Wasn't... I don't give a shit about the money. The point is this. You have these young guys that are sitting down there just tearing up the minor leagues, or even if they're not tearing up their minor leagues, you have highly touted prospects that aren't ever going to get a shot because you have a 40-year-old that's hitting 211. If he was coming back and he was a true outfielder and he was coming in and hitting 280, he was stealing bases, he was still an elite defender, which he's not anymore, then okay.
0: And and he was a
2: locker room guy to where – it actually made a difference. I'm sorry. CC Sabathia is a locker room guy who makes a difference. Bringing CC Sabathia back to come out of the pen for half a year, start, you know, 10, 12 games. like a bench coach or something, honestly. That's a locker room guy. Brett Gardner's not a fucking locker room guy. I mean, I know he's a locker room guy, but he's not the one that's going to yeah, push you to mean. the next level.
1: Yeah, people like do right always now say like
2: he's down the roster. I'm people sorry.
1: do always say like highest, like longest tenured Yankee. Like, enough of the guardy disrespect, all that. And I, I'm there for it. Like, I, I'll give the man his due, but like, I think you kind of hit it on the nose. He's like, he's not like. I feel like a lot of people hang on to that because he's been yep here for so long, and because he's the longest tenured Yankee, he's the last of the ones that won in 2009. So like, it's just like that's why people are like, oh, he's. Just gonna be a, he's he's natural. Na- oh, fuck. he's just naturally a good locker room guy. But I don't think really that's the case. I just think he could be, but like he's not defaulted to be that guy because he's just been here a long time.
2: I think he's a fine locker room guy. I think he's a fine. I think he's a good veteran presence. There you go. That's you what he is. He's not he's that. not the glue that holds the team together. He's not gonna fire everybody up for a big game.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think it would be worth it. Raise your hand. It, not raise your hand, because this is a podcast, too, the audio version. The audio only people would hate that bad radio, Murph likes to say. But uh, all in favor of bringing him back, Guardy, say aye. 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 That's Murph and Luke. Aye if he is a fourth outfielder, actually. He's
2: not. So the, it yeah, doesn't only... matter. We could sign Starling Marte and he wouldn't be the fourth outfielder. Dude, yes, he would. Spoiler a, alert. and B, like, we know the reason,
3: there's a reason that they didn't pick up the deal. And there's a reason that he declined the deal. I don't know if that means they're if we're paying him any more than 1.8 million then I'm a little more skeptical. He's obviously for what we paid for him last year not worth any more than that. Obviously he's worth less, but if we can get him back for 1.3, <laughs> 1.5 or something worth like less why worth the this. hell not? Or cuz you can have Esteban Florial for $555,000. You're who's, still paying him the same thing. Like it's not like he's breaking the cap, so why not bring
2: him back? Because not, you have, $5, have $5, somebody who's younger anymore. who needs to learn how to play at the big league level, who's just going to sit in triple a year it, after he, year?
3: It doesn't matter. They brought lot Ryan Lamar up before they brought Florio up. Like he's still not the next guy all, all the time.
1: I, I disagree. I think Florio has a real shot to be uh, now in, in, the, in the in line of this upcoming year. But well,
3: like he wasn't saying. even the first guy up from AAA. They well, they, were...
1: they always like to prospect hug and like keep him down because they don't yeah. want to rush the the progression and stuff like that. So like that's yeah. why they did that. I, I really think Florio well, has a good Cardi's shot.
3: Fault. It's not Guardi's fault that he wasn't up. Obviously, Floreal's probably better than Guardi. Even if Guardi's on the roster, they're in Floreal's ready. No, to,
1: and we to like play. to say that all the time. We like to say, like, with the Clint situation, that was the big bugaboo we had Why we were pissed off that Clint was being held down because Guardi, and we'd be pissed if that happened. It turns out Clint held, held himself down for other reasons outside of the field, but it's just, like, I, I don't think that Guardi at this point will be the deciding factor of keeping, like, Talented guys like Florio and even Brandon Down. I hope that's the case. I really it's don't. Th- I really don't think at this point. At this point, I think he's, he he plays out of necessity, and that's why I'm okay with him being on the roster for so cheap. Because I'd rather have a guy who's let's let's call it anyway. Let's put it in like MLB the Show terms, because for whatever reason it makes sense. Like a, a lower tier guy, talent wise, but you have the veteran presence in that regard. I'd rather have that than an up and coming guy who's going to be a You're little worse of off. Shit. No, I, so I, I'm not saying, as a, season, I'm not saying as a starter. I'm not saying as a starter.
2: When Greg Allen was the one that got the call and he wasn't starting over Gardner, everybody threw a fit. That's I'm the just saying having
1: him on the roster as a as a reserve because the way this outfield and team is built, they're built to get hurt. They're built to not be built. So more often than not, we're going to need that fucking, I mean, this year, look, look at what happened this year. We needed our fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth outfielders. Greg Allen had a, Pretty, like, pretty substantial role on this team, and if I told you that Greg Allen would be one of the heroes of the, of the fucking summer, what would you say? Shit went south, that sucks. Like That's kind of where we're at every year, and why do you think to next year will be any different? So that's why adding Gardner for fucking $1 million is not a bad move, especially in an offseason where they just said they're going to spend money, so why does it fucking matter?
3: Uh, I, don't, I really don't think they're going to bring him back. I think if they were going to bring him back, they would have picked up his option. So I, okay. I think we're kind of like wasting a little breath here. All right, so let's, really, let's move on. So let's move
1: on out. to people that we do think are going to come back. Let's get into our uh, free agent wish list. I had each of them write down a uh, three people they want to pursue, not via trade. That was a big little, little skirmish we had before, before we got on the air. Uh, so why don't we start with, do you want to do this one by one? Like a draft, or do you want to just go over your lists and then like see who has the overlap or whatever? Let's do, uh, let's do one by one. One by one.
2: I'm just gonna yeah. say a list. Okay, Damon.
4: Fine, let's do a list. Let's, let's do a Chandler.
2: List. No, no, no. no
1: Chandler, give your list. No, yeah, I Chandler, like, let's do Chandler's way. Go for it. Go for it, yeah, Chandler. A I, don't, I
2: wasn't saying, I was saying I, I was saying I liked your idea. So.
1: I'll do I'll do I'll do a list because Okay. I feel well, like we I feel like we won't have as much overlap as I thought initially we would. I think we will.
2: Okay. Well my the list. over. This is a wish list, also. Like, I'm not factoring in. I don't know. Just listen to it, and then we can talk about it. So,
1: are you saying this is this is? I don't think not, it's realistic. Not all together. You're saying I want these three top. These I want three of my top, but it not. It won't necessarily they, work
2: in unison. Th- like, th- yeah, these are three people that I think would tremendously benefit the team, but there are. I don't think they would a spend the money, and I don't think b that there's necessarily a fit for one of them. Okay. But I think he would be a tremendous asset to the lineup. So I have secret one, obviously. for I've been an advocate of that for months now. I have Carlos Rodon. Again, we don't have a two-starter. We've got a one-starter and then a bunch of hurt guys and four-starters. And then here's the one I was talking about, free agent as of today, Nick Castellanos. I think he would be an awesome, awesome addition to this team. I mean – what I, I his numbers speak for themselves. So,
1: what are his numbers for this year?
2: I think he hit 309 OPS, just shy of a thousand.
1: You just know that off the dome.
2: I was looking at it earlier. Big, I have a lot big of Castellanos right guy. I I actually, love I actually would that. love
1: that because we would we would we would fucking Good run that, that into the ground. It would, be, it would that that one wouldn't get old. And I feel I like it has that. already gotten old. But but I think him going here that would be a lot of fun for us. I don't know if I
2: love Castellanos. How do you not love Castellanos? I I just I don't what is there not to like like about? it's not the
1: – bad uh, defender. It's a, wait, do we need another outfield liability?
3: We don't have a lot of outfield liability really when everybody's exactly. healthy.
2: The problem is that nobody's if. ever healthy. He yeah. would end up being slotting into right field basically or He's a lefty, no? No. Mm-mm. No, he's a right oh he's a right drive to left. I just yeah. I just think he fits a lot of needs offensively. He fills a lot of holes. He hits for contact, he hits for power.
1: I he mean, does hit, yeah, you're right. Three oh nine batting average, thirty-four home runs. Career you think two, career two seventy-eight hitter. It's not a fluke that he had that this year, three point three war this year.
4: He he just opted out of a two year thirty four million dollar contract. Which means he's looking for a little bit more. He had a good season, so he's probably gonna he's get gonna paid get a little he's bit. gonna
2: get a nine figure contract.
4: That's gonna I don't I don't I mean like do you think that's in the Yankees budget to sign a right fielder? No, that's what I that's what I was saying. For That much, up, I don't think that's so. That's what I
2: was saying up front. That this is a total just wish list. If it was MLB the show, and I could just force people wherever <laughs> force trade, I, <laughs> and I could for well. I could like play him at second base and it wouldn't hurt well, me. He
1: does play third also, but I don't know if we want that. Yeah. We've,
2: he we've, he, he plays no, third. Yeah. So primary outfield that is a, yeah. a dog shit outfield. No, the no, show he came,
3: that's he like seeing Andah plays left field. Like or Cassiano's, like, plays Cassiano's, or Cassiano's plays third. it is. <laughs> it's like Gary playing catcher. Like
1: that's that's <laughs> actually a
3: this is not on this is not on my list, but I was looking up like who the Yankees were even eyeing. As far as catchers go, like in the free agency, there was talk of Roberto Perez. I saw that, too. um, The Indians catcher, or I'm sorry, the Guardians catcher. Um, (laughs) Good catch. Yeah, sorry, I can't. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Terrible hitter, but so is Gary. But he has won two gold gloves in the last three years. And they hit them
2: for the same power. Yeah, like...
1: That's, like, what I've been saying okay. about the catcher position as a whole for the longest time is, like, the catcher position throughout the league is bad. There's only a few all-around good catchers like JT Realmuto and Grandal and guys like that. Like, if we have guys who can hit like we do, one through, at this point, now it's, like, one through five, but it used to be one through eight, but we'll see when they retool and everything like that. If we have hitters one through eight or one through seven or whatever, you can afford to have one guy just be that – Like, with Gary, I've always said this, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse any more than I already have, but it's like, I'd rather have somebody, I'd rather have somebody who won't give up runs defensively and just, like, hold your own offensively. And Gary was giving up runs defensively and not doing anything offensively, so, like, that's not ideal. So, uh, that's why I'm cool with getting a guy like Roberto Perez. Uh, Another name that people were talking about, not to derail Chandler's list, but, uh, Tucker Barnhart, a lot of people were talking about, and he just got moved to – wasn't there a deal in yeah, place? traded. Traded for who? To what team? From the was Reds, a, right? He's, the Tigers? Yeah, yeah, to the Tigers. So he's he's not going to be available anymore. A lot of people were talking about him. I don't really know that I wanted him. Did people want him mainly because he was a young lefty?
3: He's I a pretty good him. defensive catcher, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. I well, literally – I'm just –
2: it's the mental lapses, the fucking the play against the Mets with Gary Sanchez. We're not
1: doing this right now.
2: No, I'm just Finish telling you. <laughs> we're not list. talking about Gary Please fucking
1: don't. Sanchez. Please don't. Sanchez I know you right can, now. and I know you probably have good points, but can we just not?
2: You brought it up. What The fuck are you talking about? All right, not I'm done. It up. He brought okay. It up. Well, you can't bring it up, and then me like he did. Okay. Well, you st- kept going. I'm done. I don't care who started it, I'm ending it.
1: All right, we're done. Okay.
2: Well, my list is over. Those were three. But I like I said, I don't think I think Cassianos would be a good fit. I don't think there's a necessarily a fit defensively or whatever, but I think yeah. his bat would play well. So um I, I had guess. I had
1: Rodon yeah. on my list as well. I did too.
2: So he wasn't on my list, but if you guys have
3: Rodon on your list, I'm assuming you don't also have Guzman. Or Gossman. 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 No. Sorry. <laughs> Gossman. <laughs> Sorry. No,
1: um, I don't. I was looking at him though. He had a good year, so no, I like, like I have
3: for... kind of been on him. I think he was in Cy Young or something, not this year but the year before. Like he's been yeah. pretty good for two years. Like I feel like he'd be a decent number two behind Cole, but I feel like he would cost more than Rodon.
2: I want a proven two starter. I don't want oh, he uh, I don't want any more one breakout year reclamation projects. No, like, he's, Rodon's he's been two, a solid top of the years. order arm for a while. And I, I uh, also think that. Two years, like, grow. two years in a row, I don't know. I don't care. I want a track record of success. Carlos Rodon's been solid. You know what you're getting for five years now out of Rodon. Yeah. Gossman was terrible on the Orioles. Everyone's terrible on the Orioles. He's got a four Setter career course.
1: ERA. He's been in league. He's thirty years old. He did have yeah, he, he had he had a fantastic Cy Young year this year. Are you talking about Gaussman? Yeah. He had a five point three war, fourteen and six uh record with two eight one ERA. He
3: That's also pretty fucking even disgusting. That, he was he also, Not that bad in Baltimore. He was really bad in Atlanta and Toronto or total, not Toronto. Um he was really bad in
1: Atlanta. I wouldn't be upset about it. I don't think necessarily I know he's coming off of like a fantastic year, but I don't think he's gonna, he's not, he doesn't have that name. I I still think even though he had such a good year this year, I don't think he's going to cost as much as like a guy who already had the name and then had a a year even less than that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he has as much of a pull. Maybe that's just me talking, but I don't know. I was
3: also making up the Cy Young thing. No, no, no. that that was the real thing.
1: That was the reason why the giants were so good. It was him And uh, Uh, Alex Wood was having a fucking... No,
3: no, no, I know, but I was thinking the year before, like 2020.
2: Think about San Francisco, though, too, when you're thinking about his numbers. San Francisco is, like, the most pitcher-friendly ballpark in the entire game. It's, like, fucking... God damn it. Oh, my God, I completely forgot the name of it. Good one. So
1: another person on my list is... (laughs) That was mean. (laughs) Rodan, and I also had... Everybody can probably guess this, say it all together with me. Starlin, Marte is... No, I didn't have Corey Seager because I honestly, I'm starting to go the route of Correa. And I put Correa on that list just because t- he, he's just good. He, and I, I, I've i stopped giving a fuck about the cheating thing. Now that they lost, whatever, let's like, we're not going to wash it away, pack it away type thing. But like, if he can play, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I'd rather have a villain and be hated than be laughed at. I don't I, I just don't care at this point. I think Correa is a fucking awesome player. I think he's better defensively than Seager is. Seager, they're already talking about moving him to third base if you sign him to a long wildly large deal moving him fine. from
2: good Exactly. I'm yes, on I know because then good. you have
1: then you have short shortstops coming up and then huge deals that it. you've
3: got two great shortstops coming through the pipeline.
1: You're right. And and that that could work out too. I'm not and I'm not saying I would be upset if I had Seeger. That was that's totally a plan I would that
2: would be upset if we had Korea. I
1: don't I don't think that I would. And I I would I'm be gonna,
2: happy with Korea. I just yeah. I think Seeger's a better fit. I think it just makes more sense. I, I would be I, less
4: happy with Korea just because I don't like him.
2: I want to throw things at him. Like I, I don't like him.
4: Like I know, like I know, we're all, I, I know we're some of us are saying, you know, you know, I don't care, and I root for him, and I'll, obviously I root for him, but I will root for him just a little bit less because I still, yeah, I still don't like his face. I, You're still, right. and I, I still and I, would just too. like. I'm just saying for the team. I feel just some bad juju in the in the in the locker room too. Oh yeah, because fucking there's gonna be some there's
1: terrible you happening right like, now. like
4: they just have a big brawl just beat him up the first day or something like that and just get it all out okay, there take his lunch money yeah take his lunch if, money, if yeah, his like lunch money a, get uh, it I out guess. there prank him like a rookie for the first year and if then they do a
3: yes network special of them just hazing the bejesus out of korea yeah like.
4: if there was like a haze week then i'm, I'm okay with that just for him though a korea haze week and then I'll be then I'll be okay signing him.
1: So you guys cool with uh Corey. Are we across the board on a Starlin Marte center field thing? Because there's a report that actually did come out, that same one that said we were going to spend money. I'll actually pull up the exact report so I don't butcher this. Um it was I, right, did, I did not well, put Marte on my list. I put so I have it right here. looking it up. I have it right here. Well, I put it in the slack because I, I use the slack. Uh per, per Jim Bowden so the Yankees fans put on your seatbelts because the Bronx Bombers are going to do everything they can to land one of the elite shortstops, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor Story. In free agency, I'm hearing they also would like to improve catcher and center field uh, a, and want to add another starting pitcher. Free agent outfielder Starling Marte would be a great fit at the top of their lineup. Uh, I've been saying that for actually fucking since the trade deadline and months before that when I saw him in Miami like... The second month of the season, and I would absolutely love it. And the reason why, and I'll reiterate for those of you who are tuning into the show for the first time, welcome in. <laughs> but I, I would love to have him in that spot at the deadline because it wasn't a deadline move only. I wanted him to be that guy, to be our center fielder of the future because it would, it would solve the problem of having a leadoff hitter. He's a better, he's a better leadoff hitter than DJ is too. He's a, better, he's a more prototypical leadoff hitter. He has speed, he steals bases. He hits for average just like DJ did. DJ didn't even hit for as good as average as he did this year. So he's hitting for better average as of late than DJ is. Maybe that was because DJ wasn't healthy or not, but he's a better leadoff hitter than DJ is. He he's 32. Is still yeah, running like a fucking spring wheels. chicken. He stole 47 bases or something like that. Yeah, for like
2: now, that.
3: but how long are we signing him? Because he's not going to have wheels at the end of his contract. I, I
2: think, like the idea of trading for Cattell Marte. I've seen a lot of stuff about that. Which, not to derail I, I, your thing, I just no the last the Mar- point. I, I, just I lump say, all the Martes in together. So yeah,
1: get the, get all the Martes. I was just going to say is Hicks is is not a thing anymore. No, so. I
3: think we have to go into the assumption that Aaron Hicks is just not it. No, they, I, like, I don't even
1: think he gets a I roll call. This this, uh, this I don't want to stuff, I, mean, I don't think he should play. But...
2: I think he's going to be the opening day starter. Um, um, so going back to.
3: Marte, <laughs> you think Higgs is going to be the, opening, be day the opening day starter? I mean, he no, he's a no, percent Going, 100%, back, to, going he's back to Marte, though. To I yeah, never have included Marte on in this list because I just didn't think it was something that was even moderately going to happen. The same way I didn't think Darren O'Day was going to come to the Yankees, but somehow you found a way to speak it into existence. This is obviously. I way said it cooler. with Kluber,
1: too, but I, I really wanted O'Day. Kluber
3: was different. Kluber was a little different. He, like, made more sense at yeah. the time. And like it was like kind of a pipe dream. It's like okay, that'd be cool, but do we really need it? And like would they actually go for it? And, and it was uh, the last second thing. And it, and was it like just when... seemed like too crazy at the deadline, yeah. which it was. But
2: part of cash. Then now too, still season. I'm like,
3: yeah. So like now the fact that you say that and knowing what happened with O'Day and that you're that passionate, and like that's your in guy. I mean, it makes sense. Now, now, I I think now think Jim Bowden
1: is literally saying, just another guy randomly is like, oh, this would be a great fit from the outside looking in. I've been seeing this was a great fit for so long. And just like, I don't know. I just don't know why you wouldn't. And especially when you can get like, he's a righty. And that was probably the bigger reason why you wouldn't have gotten him at the deadline. Cause you're trying to get lefties in the lineup, but now we have lefties and now you can afford to get a righty. You're not just handicapped to just getting right. The lefties only you can get, uh, and especially if you're gonna go get Seager and him, you're adding lefty and righty, and it all works out. And then you get my ideal off season that I uh, sounds like they can actually do is Starlin Marte. Let's go get Seager. Why not? Not Correa and Rodon. And I think you can do those three things. And then make a lateral move at catcher or something to get like a guy like you said, like fucking uh, Perez. Perez. He's,
3: he's like not chump change. He was a seven million dollar that option that they declined. So you're probably gonna give him six five six six. I'm sure uh, it's okay. They said they were going to spend whatever. some yeah. cash. No, so. I well. just
2: don't believe it. I don't believe that they're going to spend cash. Neither will they really I. But... I honestly, I don't even think the season is going to be played, like, in normal time.
1: Why, you think the labor negotiations for the CBA are going to be? Yeah,
2: I think a strike is almost inevitable, so. Huh. I don't know. Really I, I think,
1: I don't know if this makes any sense or will actually change anything, but I think since the Astros didn't win, there, it is less likely to be a strike. If the that Astros won, nothing. I know, it's but in my in my mind, players. in my in my mind, I feel like just people would be more upset, players as well. If the Astros won the World Series, they'd be like, all right, fuck this, let's go on strike. That like it's almost like the cherry on top. Like if you were going to strike, now you're definitely going to strike. But if you like, eh, maybe yes or no, I'll strike. Now it's like, ah, whatever. At least the Astros didn't didn't go ahead and. And win it. I don't know.
2: Respectfully, that might be the worst thing you've ever said on here. I think it's terrible. more of like, um, you know, how about we I'm get our player league players some some housing, something like that. I don't think that really has anything to do with the fucking. Well, they got their housing. I I understand that. How's Lockheed doing? Not as an example. Long time what do You mean how's he done?
1: Did he get a house?
2: I, I mean, not right now. The season hasn't started. It's November. Hmm. The season could not be bullshit. Good job, so Manfred. Insider
4: news, a deal is bullshit. Good job, Manfred.
3: I feel like we've kind of talked about, like, we, I don't even have to say my list. I've got Rizzo on there. I, think I do too, we'll But Rizzo, I have tied in with this next guy who was not even on my radar until recently. It's Chris Bryant. I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. I love Chris he Bryant. And Rizzo, I a, I love Chris Bryant. He's really not that old. He's been playing very well. You'd probably have to pony up for him a little bit. But he plays third. He plays all the outfield positions, and he plays first. And we definitely need a guy probably in the next few years to play third that can hit. He's a decent enough fielder. And then if we really need somebody in center field and we don't get
1: You're not confident in, in Miggy. <laughs> <I, laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> oh,
2: my like, God.
3: You know, I feel like we kind of could use a guy that plays a little bit utility him has a bat that works. Doesn't I like that
2: idea, Murphy. So I, do, I don't,
1: like it don't think it.
3: like, it's like a pipe dream. I know Seattle's big on them or on him. They were trying to trade for him at the deadline. And then I saw a lot of stuff out there. The yeah, the I
1: Mets. I that same it would thing.
3: would be so sad if he went to the Mets. But it'd be kind of cool. If he and Baez again.
1: Speaking but of Mets, isn't Baez also not that I want him? He'd be the worst. No, thing. a free agent. Yeah. Oh, he's a free agent. He would be lit if anybody listening wants Javi Baez. Um, no, no. Yeah, would
3: you rather have Baez or story? story? Story. Why is that, that even of, a question? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather Baez have labor been...
2: than Baez.
3: No, I. I uh, yeah,
1: I would too. If That's that that not a joke either. I think I would rather have labor, labor than Baez. I was
2: kind of exaggerating, but you now, now that I think about it, like
1: yeah, Glaber has upside. Baez is just a cocksucker already in New York. Um, and he strikes out more than fucking Judge and Stanton combined. So
2: if you can't
3: handle the, we're uh, all agreeing that Story's not it.
1: I don't know that Story's not it, but it's just... He's the third out of the top I'd three rather that I... Yeah, he's like the third out of the top three. I don't know that it would be settling if we got Story. I still think I would be happy, and I'll put that on yeah, record right happy. now. Like, if we didn't get Seager, if he went back to L.A., and Correa went to, like, the fucking Tigers, or so, I don't know why what he, he's doing, because he wants to go hang out with A.J. Hinch again. I don't know. But, like, maybe they're going to start cheating again. Imagine the Tigers just become great. Because they certainly start, they start another cheating scandal over there. Um, Cold, and they don't just, have any fans. They got four K cameras cam. in center field. Um, I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't think I would. I'll put it on record that I, I won't be fucking sad by any means if we got story. And I think it, not even I won't be sad. I think it would be great if we got story. He his speed. He's a righty. He hits for, for power, and not that we necessarily need. He's a great fucking player. He's a good. The player. only one of
2: the shortstops that's one of the major shortstops that would make me a little uneasy. I don't count Bias as a major shortstop. Sorry, no. is Simeon. I don't yeah. know that I trust him to come to New York and take over at short. He was not a great defensive shortstop. He was serviceable at second base. I actually think he's a Gold Glove finalist, but um, so he's more than serviceable. He's a good second baseman. I don't think that a position change moving to New York and he's in his thirties is really worth the high dollar amount. It's kind of what you were saying, Rella. I think last episode was if you miss out on those the story, Seeger and Correa, don't go pressing to get Simeon and overpay for yeah. him. I don't I don't think he's the guy you overpay. Yeah. I because it's I, the I only said, one that would make me like Ew. yeah.
1: Because I said specifically don't go after Simeon just to settle because you need to fill a spot because you can... That's exactly... I said specifically that I don't go after him. Go after Chris Bryant, like you said, Murph, because I'd rather pivot to a third baseman, get the the top-of-the-line guy there, rather than trying to frantically fill the shortstop position just to do it. Get Chris Bryant, get Andralton Simmons to hold you over for a younger... No, I'm just saying, just like as a, a... Perez type contract get a fucking guy who can just play defense and then you can for no money and you can just wait until the prospects come up like in, in that way but you're getting a bopper at third base instead in Chris Bryant so like, it all works out that way because let's say Murphy if you get a shortstop what are you doing at third base you're probably not going to spend a lot on third base so then you get a guy of the caliber of and Simmons at third so like that's it's kind of pick your poison there
3: it's out, of, it's out of the question we think to get Chris Bryant and one of these short stuff. I do think it's
1: out of the question uh, yeah, because then, no. then you're not going to get a pitcher.
2: I mean, that's five hundred million dollars. No, through. you're
1: not. So familiar, I think story.
3: So. I think story's like going to be
2: pretty high paid. Obviously, Seager. All three of those Korea. guys are going to get paid. All three are going to be game. over two hundred million. Like and Bryant's going. Bryant turned down a two hundred million dollar extension. Yeah, so
4: yeah. they're all going to be multi-year deals too. They're all going to be expensive deals. Like you're not going to yeah. get more than one of those guys. Be paying
2: Forty-five. All are going be to be close to ten years and. Probably twenty five plus. Average. If we did
1: get Bryant, we would have three MVPs on our team. I'm counting <laughs> judge. MVPs. I'm counting judge, yeah.
4: But I feel like that it kind of like supports the conversation going back to like the other players on our list, like if we're only gonna get one of these guys, if if our target is a shortstop, that's our that's our priority, then we're gonna have one big contract signed this offseason, which means there's not gonna be a ton of room to like play around with other big names. So you gotta look for those best value players, which yeah. I feel like, you like know,
1: Perez, like Simmons, if you go a third base. I route. think
4: Rodon could be a realistic option because Rodon's gonna
1: get paid. No, but I've, I've been hearing too option. that
4: I've been hearing too that like because he had like some shoulder injury too that teams oh, no. are hesitant to giving him a long term deal, but a short term deal could be a good value pick, and that's kind of a perfect for situation for the Yankees. I didn't know about, so who really about
2: Stroman.
1: It's a good topic. Uh, I wouldn't be. No, likes did I like I like Strowman. Because he can rap. That's not oh, no, <laughs> the reason Stroman. why. Because he's friends with Mike Studd, that's why. That's, uh, that is a, a reason why. Strowman is in sure. my
2: same category of hatred. as. I just him.
1: like the way he plays. I like the way he plays you baseball. Like that he's friends with Mike Studd. I think that weighs 50% for your like of I'd say of
2: 30%. How can you be a Yankees fan and like Strowman?
1: I, I like the way he plays. I don't know. He, I don't know. He
4: he's like a, a bitch, honestly. I will say that. Yeah, he, he definitely
2: complains like every three weeks about not being a Yankee.
1: Sure, whatever. I mean, yeah, I've also was some bad blood between him and the Yankees. Well, Cashman the said, like, what, what was it? Does anybody know the exact quote? Because yeah, I'm going to butcher it. He to said an we didn't
2: think like any of the options that were available would have helped our team. No, I it think he specifically said, "I don't." I didn't, didn't think anything he about would have
1: an impact.
2: He no, he didn't say Strowman's name. He said any of the guys that we were rumored to get wouldn't. We didn't feel like it was like worth it that they would have been a significant
1: upgrade. I thought they he mentioned him, but you know I'll, I'll start that rumor. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I, saying, I don't
2: think he said his name. I don't think he right, so that said Started
1: here today that he did say his name and definitely did not. Either way, I think one thing of note of like Strowman potentially coming to the Yankees is he's done it in New York already, so. Not he's not he's not done like fantastic, but he hasn't blown up like, sunny, I mean, like pretty damn good. Last yeah. year he had a pretty damn good year. Okay, there you go. So even better. I'm just saying he I'm, certainly was not like a Sonny Gray guy. He can handle New York, is what I'm saying. That's I that's would love
2: Strowman the pitcher, not the person.
1: Okay, so let's think... just round up all the guys who stink personality wise. Let's get Correa. If we go the Stroman route, we have to get Correa. Yeah,
2: get Strowman, get Correa. Fiction. Go trade for Yoli Guriel. Like, let's just go ahead and bring get all the
4: up. assholes in the league.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, no. I didn't, I'm just kind of perusing like the free agents right now. I haven't heard anything about this, but apparently Conforto hasn't gotten a qualifying offer yet.
1: I still don't believe Conforto is good. And every Mets fan will never hear, like, let us hear the end of it, like, Conforto is the best left fielder in baseball or <laughs> right fielder, whatever the fuck he is just like, no, either. he's not. But also, like, <laughs> I know he's better, got pretty uh, good numbers, but like,
2: he's had like he's three not, really though. good half seasons, right? Yeah, no, I feel like it's always I'm, I'm the first at half.
3: His, like middle yeah. of the road guys that are going to be the high value guys. That's what I'm trying to look at. His name, kind but, of, but like in my
4: mind, out. if we're not getting a true center fielder that can like be a speed contact guy like Starley Marte, Starley Marte then there's no fucking reason to get an I would have He's not like the,
3: he's not really going to be that low AB or AAV guy though.
4: But there's just there's just no reason to get a like another outfielder just to if they're not gonna be like a starting center fielder that what about like fast. a Chris
2: Taylor? Yes. I wouldn't be upset I actually, with that. Sure. Yeah. I, had Scrappy Chris yeah. I had Chris Taylor in my initial offseason plan. Is he a free agent? Yeah. So
3: he he's player. eligible for a qualifying offer. Um Either I don't are. think he's free gonna free. get one. They had a lot of people to pay over there, so yeah, I'm not to I don't see what he's happens. Get, he's not gonna get one. I, mean, yeah, I
2: don't, I don't think money is an issue. They had like oh a no, he's a free agent. He did not. He did not get dollars. a
3: qualifying offer, so he's a free agent. Oh no! Wait, I lied. He's still eligible, but they haven't extended one yet. I was
2: gonna say I don't think they've done the
3: call.
1: I fully everybody. believe everybody says like, oh, they can't possibly bring back everybody. Yes, they I can. just can see in like two months when this offseason really like winter meetings comes along, and it's like. How did they bring back everybody?
2: <laughs> yeah, they brought back everybody and added correct and added and because <laughs> yeah,
1: like, well, also keep in mind they isn't like the isn't Bauer technically a free agent or no? He
2: opted into his contract. Yeah, okay. So he's getting so another how, 40 and it's million. like
3: forty million. Yeah, yeah. How is he even like eligible? How did they not have a club option? I don't know. It, well, I'm it just was saying. a player option. In, yeah. The, no, I know. Like obviously, is a player option, so he opts in. But they didn't have a club option on that contract. Because obviously know, they would opt out of forty million for that guy. Fucking dudes
2: making forty <laughs> million dollars to, to make vlogs all day. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he's playing if he's disp- either way. That's not an issue. The point is the Dodgers had a three hundred million dollar payroll. I don't think that money's an issue.
1: Even with that, I'm even with. Totally there,
2: like, no, we didn't.
3: No, I'm saying like, how are they able to do that? And then we're not able to sign.
1: Ownership wants to spend money. They can. Could you see, imagine I mean, well, it... we're going to go over the luxury tax this year because no, we didn't not. last year. I, th- I, I, th- I think we will. And I, we I'll have put, to, I'll put that down now just because I think the fans will really start to resent this or this we already front do. office more like way more than we, cause we, cause we are starting to resent them and have been for a little bit because we see it. We see like the writing on the wall and like what's actually happening and they're intentionally not doing things that they should be because of money that we see. But eventually the casual fan who is the majority of ticket sales is going to see that. And I think this is a pivotal season for the Yankees. Cause everybody's fucking talking about the fact that we haven't been to the world series in X amount of years or whatever. And we're just barely it's making wild. the fucking playoffs in wildcard. We wouldn't have made the playoffs last year. If it was the regular playoff format, if they didn't add the extra wildcard spots, just like the, everybody knows it. And like, It's not a, it's not hidden anymore. So like, that's why they have to fucking pony up and spend money. And I believe they will.
2: I was thinking about today and it's a little off topic, but kind of on the same thing. There's like, I want to blow it up, not like blow it up to where we're losing a hundred games. But if there was substantial changes on this team outside of judge Stanton, Cole, the I don't really care. Anybody else that wasn't on the team next year, I wouldn't be upset at all. Like even a little bit. I mean, we and said that, that... Like Glaber, that includes geo that includes, you know, Luke Voight. There's a lot of players on this team. I don't really care if they're here next year or not. And I've defended a lot of the people on this team for a long time, but clearly so, somebody hit on it earlier, a couple weeks ago that we don't even have a championship window anymore. That window, the yeah. baby bombers, yep. the baby bombers window's closed. No, we're going to so tra- a new. Way. Quit yeah, trying to fucking hang on to that. Get rid of the dead weight. And there like I said, there's nobody on this team outside of those people I just mentioned that are untouchable. I think if you can realistically upgrade at any of those positions, you don't think twice about it. There's no preserving anything. There's no clubhouse dynamic. There's no identity to this team. There's no core. Go fucking
1: So let's go play a quick it. game. Let's play a quick game. Me and you, Chandler. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, stay or go real quick lightning round. Okay. Anthony Rizzo, stay or go? Go. Luke Voigt, stay or go? Go. I honestly thought Voigt was gone already, to be honest. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's, that's where I am mentally with him. Uh, Gio Urshela, stay or go?
2: Stay for now, and depending on the free agency.
1: Glaber Torres, there go. Same thing. Aaron Judge, there go. Stay. Giancarlo Santon, stay there go. Stay. Aaron Hicks, stay or go.
2: Fuck you, Aaron Hicks. Andrew Heaney, stay. Or go. <laughs> Andrew Heaney's already unfortunately a free agent.
1: Corey Kluber, there go. Go. Burke Gardner? Fuck. One, one last thing.
2: Nope, nope, nope,
1: nope Wilson the team. Gary's obviously a go. I don't I am I'm, I'm with you. I, I and here's what I've been promoting Tyone. Oh yeah, Sebastian stay,
2: stay, Tyone, go. I don't really care. Actually Lasagna. Tyone's fine. Lasagna has Lasagna, to stay. stay.
1: Chapman. Chapman.
3: Don't really care if he left.
1: I would I don't I don't disagree that. As though.
3: long as he can be replaced, I think like you know, he, he is replaced. Play. Well, I'm turn in terms of like this is what pisses me off. It's a, not bullpen a talent arm, Not thing. a closer,
2: a bullpen arm. It's not a talent thing. It's the fact that we have so much fucking dead money put into the bullpen. You have $28 million between him and Britton, and you're they're, neither of them are one of your top clo- or bullpen arms. Oh, speaking like,
1: of things that
2: I we would haven't be, even real mentioned quick, yet. I would be perfectly fine with a guy like Steven Ridings in the bullpen and not spending $14 oh, million dollars on Zach Britton.
3: Who's the guy that's? Hold on, let me go back to where I was just at. Iglesias.
2: Rossiel Iglesias. Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, he's cool, but he's in his. 30s, he, would probably, isn't he? he
3: would probably get overpaid.
2: I'm tired of the high dollar relievers. I really yeah. Am. He would be overpaid for sure. You know
1: what's funny? That Baseball America projected 2025 lineup. You know who they have as the closer? Who? I don't know if you guys remember. If you do, if you do remember, don't say it. But if you don't remember,
3: wait, yeah. don't, say it again.
2: Remember.
1: The. There's the Yankees 2025 projected lineup by Baseball America that I put in the Slack. Obviously, you don't check that. But uh, who do you who do you think the projected closer is? to Yeah.
3: Oh no, I saw I saw it. I, I did? did. I did look at it. It's
1: your boy Murph. It's my boy Louis Medina. Medina. It's kind of That's wild.
3: Right? for sure, dude. I love that kind of picture because I felt like so there. There's always like seemingly. Somebody who's going to be really hit or miss that's coming up through the pipeline. And I'm thinking back just a few years, it was Sevi who was like, thought he was going to be the man, got shelled, went down, came back up, was good. Herman, same exact thing happened. Loisica, same exact thing happened. I think the same thing's going to happen with Medina. I think he's going to come up a little too early. He's going to get bombshelled. Everyone's going to say he sucks. He's going to go down for a little while. He's going to come back up and he's going to be lights out. Probably in the bullpen because I think he's more similar to the Lozaga than the Herman and the Sevi. But
2: yeah. what do we have? Two more
3: years of Chapman Yeah, I, I thought so. Clark Schmidt would be the same thing, but I feel like he's a little too far gone there. I don't um, think Clark Schmidt's a bullpen arm. I think Clark Schmidt. could be No, a good no, no. I'm just saying in terms time. of like going down, and coming back up, and being okay. I think Clark he never Schmidt, really got a shot he, though. Yeah, I think Clark Schmidt. Yeah, he would've... got
2: banged around when he came up he was yeah, barely they put playing. Him, they put him in a, in a bases-loaded relief appearance when he's never thrown no, away. Well, I mean,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's the same thing that happened to Sevy. That's the same thing that happened to... Baseball.
1: Yeah, but that, you can't uh, even uh, write that situation. Different. You can't Sebi even write started. that script all right, you, yet.
3: All right, well, you can say that about Debbie, then, if you can't say it about Clark Schmidt.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think they're both in... I don't yeah. know
3: if Debbie's going to come back the same way either, but we'll see. Hopefully he does, because we were talking about him as a potential four-star two
1: years yeah. ago. Well, Schmidt was subslated to have a real shot at being in the rotation this year. If you didn't get hurt, but that's a conversation he was good we'll when he was up too. Yeah. So, um, one thing I did also want to mention about the whole blow it up thing, just to circle back to what you kind of stemmed this whole little thing, uh, this derailing of a conversation to, I I'm not in the camp of like, blow it up, blow it up. But I've always been in the camp of like, trim the fat where you can as you go along type thing. So, Obviously, easier said than done. Make the right moves. Don't make fucking dumb contracts. That being big contracts. So like there is opportunity to have, to be in a bad spot again if you get a fucking big huge contract like Seager or whatever is gonna end up desiring. Because you know, and also here's the thing: you say that now, like you guys are probably saying, like, oh, it's not gonna be like that if it's a if it's Seager is so much different than like a Stanton who actually is starting to pan out now. But in the time when we didn't like Stanton, it's like you know, you would never think it's going to be a bad contract because that's the reason why they're getting such a, con- a contract that big is because at that moment, the player is fucking awesome. So, you know, getting a am just saying getting a contract that big on your books again is opportunity to fuck up. Just so what same. are you going to do? I'm not saying agent and again? I'm not saying not to do that. I'm saying to trim fat where you can as you go along. Don't completely overhaul, but retool as you go get turning into a team that I want, which is like the good feeling team with speed and high contact. Like add that where you can stop adding the home runner bus bats. And in three years, you'll be competing every year by adding big names, but you're also going to be retooling. And by three years time, you'll have a full fledged awesome team through and through. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't try to press too hard as you go, like pick and choose the guys you want in what years you want them and, like so you don't have to settle as you go for the next couple of years, and then you Trey can build something that's in 2023. actually twenty three exactly like buy those things, maybe they won't work out, maybe they will, but like try and get them along the way. Don't try and just fucking hit the home run this year. spend a bunch, but don't tie yourself down for the next fucking don't give everybody five year ten year contracts like that sort of thing. Give like a couple one year two year contracts so you can compete for a World Series, but also have the flexibility to go out and get a Trey Turner again next year. Like, always have the chance to land a big fish like that. My whole, so my
2: whole thing about blowing it up wasn't – My whole thing about blowing it up wasn't, like, d- go that route. I'm kind of on the same page. It's just my whole point by saying that is that I don't think anybody on this team is untouchable. Like, other than yeah. the those core few people. Like, I don't – there's no reason to me – that if you want to go get Matt Olson and you really think that he's gonna benefit your team, which I think he would, I don't think that you should instantly shut it down if they bring up Glaber. I don't think you should instantly shut it down if they bring up any person. I think you listen to listen to everything. There's no reason that anything should be off the table with this team right now because you haven't won dick in twelve years and you're not even close. So
4: Yep. I mean that goes back to what we were saying before about um the window, it's like the window of the baby bombers Close. is done. Like move, like don't don't hold on to that because if you keep holding on to that, then you're gonna you know you're
1: gonna break your neck looking back at it. And so also, I think the stop. main thing with that is like, well said. Baby. Change the team too. Like do be like open to di- change, different directive. Like the entire outline of the team. Like don't like baby bombers. I'm saying like you said, the window is dead. But that play style should also die with it. Like, right. start a new, brand new, like plan. Like, don't do that anymore.
4: And like, it, you know, I am gonna use Gary as an example because I think he's the most likely to, sucks. yeah, whatever. Um, like, for instance, I have a I have a feeling that like sometimes we hold on to a guy like Gary Sanchez because he is supposed to be he's supposed to be the the World Series catcher of the baby. Baby Bomber franchise or whatever. Like, Labor Torres is supposed to be the second baseman of the Baby Bombers franchise, and that's why we should keep him around. And it's just, like, doing that and just, like, that mentality, it just limits us from exploring new options that might actually work. And I think just going back to, like, the whole thing of the window and opening up a new window, you know, some of these guys, like Judge and Cole and Stanton, like, you know, we need to use these guys in the next few years to win a championship and we can do that by... It's weird because, like, we can do that by blowing it up, but we can also do that by just adding a few more players and a few key guys to building it around them. So
3: I, th- I think there's weird. a good balance that we can do. There's it a good balance, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe don't blow it up, but like Chandler said... We'll have it up. Untu- there are three, maybe four, untouchable people, like... Cole's untouchable, you know, like you just said. Luizic is untouchable, Judge and Stan. Otherwise, I'm fine with giving up Glaber. Like, looking back at some of the trade offers that involved Glaber, I'm like, damn, we should have done that. And at the time, we were like, not about
0: it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, right. hindsight's twenty twenty. 20 You is. can look back on him now, but I'm just saying, I don't think he has a whole lot of value anymore. Well, but, I just And, I, and th- I don't think that his future's dead either Uh, my whole point is that because of how much they've underperformed pretty much since 2017 you can make an argument for 2019 too i guess but the way that they've underperformed especially the last two years i'm pretty sure if you combine like the midway point of 2020 after their hot start to through 2021 they're below 500 or right at it that right there This team that you have is not it. I'm sorry. Nothing can be off the table. And yeah, you can kick yourself in the ass for the trades you didn't make, but don't make the same mistake again. If you get that opportunity now, don't instantly shut it down.
4: I was also going to say is like, um, we, the whole value thing, it's like, we talked about this on a couple of podcasts previously, but like, Don't trade don't not trade somebody because their value isn't what it should be. Like if there's an offer on the table and it's gonna make the team better next year, just like you shouldn't be afraid to do that and you shouldn't be waiting for some guy's value to potentially go up to then potentially trade him at the right time. So don't hold on for dear life. Uh, Don't don't hold on to the perfect time because the perfect time is never gonna come. May never come. Could come. May never come. May yeah. But like the the stars a lot of the stars need to align for the perfect time for you know last last season, I'm talking about twenty twenty when Luke Voigt has MVP season, that was the perfect time to trade him away, but they held on to him.
1: Again, hindsight's 2020. And and with Glaber, I agree with you, but with Glaber, I, I personally think I mean right now obviously he has no no trade value. And if you were to sell him off right now, it'd be getting pennies in the dollar. It would like to, the, it, trading Glaber away specifically would not be worth it based on how young he is. I I don't care what you say about that whole thing, about like his value is never going to come up or like don't hold on to people, just hold on to them in the hopes that they come back up. Glaber, I think, is one that does not apply to that. I think don't trade Glaber unless his value goes up. When his value goes up, and that's the thing, when his value goes back up, you're not going to want to trade him. So that's the same thing with Sand right now. Sand's the exact same way great minds to collect like he i mean
2: i'm agreeing i'm not saying to try i'm not advocating for it i'm just saying again it all boils down to the one thing that nobody is untouchable any offer that don't immediately discard anything because of the name that's all i'm saying i'm not advocating for one person to be traded over the other i'm just saying agreed don't be closed-minded because that's what they've done for years and look where it's fucking got them they don't want to trade people at the deadline. They don't want to do any of this stuff because, you know, they want to hold on to everybody. You know what? That's not possible. You can't hold on to everybody and win unless you have the core four again, which you don't. Sorry to break it to you. Derek Jeter's not on this team. You know, Jorge Posada's not on this team. So Jonathan, you don't the wise have the... on this team though. Yeah, he is. But you don't you don't have the core four. Nobody's untouchable. Ma- retool, do whatever you have to do, but don't be close minded to anybody other than judge. And that's, but
1: there are some good closing words there, Chandler. Anybody else have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? It was go go, yeah. a good first off season episode, boys. Uh, going forward. I think we're going to have more. We're going to come up with a plan like to be specifically go about this off season. And we might go position by position, stuff like that. Well, more updates on that to come, obviously going to go over news and stuff. And then as we progress to, uh, the towards the season, closer to spring training, we do roll call episodes, which are individual player episodes for every player on the Yankees. So that's fun. Those are like 15 minute mini episodes. They usually end up being like 30 minutes because we can't shut the fuck up. But, um, yeah, those are fun. We end up releasing those like rapid fire every other day leading up to the season. Um, yeah, those those will come up sooner than we even fucking think. And, yeah, I mean, this is going to be uh, definitely an interesting offseason. we got winter meetings will come up sooner than we think. There's going to be fucking maybe a lockout. Who knows? There's a lot that we're going to talk about this offseason, and we're going to be here with you for the ride, and we hope you guys tag along. We're going to do these once a week, every Friday. Recording them on Thursdays. If you want to see the episodes live, make sure to check us out on the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page. Subscribe to that for the live video version the night before. And as always, if you could leave us a review on Spotify. Not Spotify. They don't have those. Any, I don't know why. But on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five-star rating review. We'd love that. We'd love you guys. And, uh, yeah, go Yankees. here to a, a good off season. Let's do it. Also kinda wild that the that ESPN posted once about the World Series since the Dodgers got eliminated. They posted one time about baseball. So that's just one little fun thing that ESPN sucks. And They
4: didn't even they didn't even say congrats to the Dot to the Braves. They just said the Dodgers were eliminated.
1: That was the best part. No, that was I'm saying when they the last post was the Dodgers being eliminated and yeah. then after that. The next post was when they won the World Series. Right, but it's, I think
4: I think, I think it's funny total. how they instead of an, instead of congratulating the Braves on advancing, they just said the Dodgers were eliminated.
2: They did that with the Yankees too. I yeah. think those were the yeah, goals. they. They, right, they yeah. didn't say like the yeah. Dodgers
4: advanced. They just said yeah because the, the Braves
2: sorry, the, the Braves, Braves responded Dodgers. and they
1: were like hey we moved on or something. Yeah, like that. No, like, no, 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 hey, that was advanced. a different thing. They they were posting that like oh the Dodgers are ready. They're in like pregames, and then the Braves Twitter account like responded, like hey we're playing too. Yeah. Ridiculous. Whatever. Fuck them. ESPN sucks. (laughs) All right. Peace.